Tea drinkers and listeners, this is Corey Calder with Staffleton Spilling the Tea. Get your tissues ready because your favorite education podcast is putting out its last episode of season one. With that being said, season two is right around the and released the first week of July. So strap your seatbelts in and get ready for a little summer PL. Now, to this episode, we have on Miss Seeley, the principal of Verona High School. And what better way to close out season one than to close out the leader that we've had for the past seven years? This is certainly a special episode for me because she has been an incredible mentor to me in my journey through educational leadership. But enough of my blabbering, let's get to the interview. For the last time, there's the bell. Time for class. What's going on, Education Nation? This is Corey Calder with Staffleti, spilling the tea. Uh, this is going to be our closeout episode for season one, and it's my great pleasure to have on uh, my principal, Miss Seeley. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Getting a little anxious um, about the end of the year. Yeah, and, and with this COVID and, and it being really different than normal, um, I know you and the other administrators and teachers have been working nonstop in a new role to close out the school year. Absolutely. Um I'm not a sit still kind of person and this kind of sedentary job behind a computer on calls all day is definitely cement has cemented for me that I am not a work from home person. I'm, I'm right there with you. I was just, you know, just being at school for underclassmen collection. I'm just looking at the steps I'm getting just by wandering our campus. And it's like, God, I miss just that alone. Like being outside and, and moving and grooving and seeing everybody. Absolutely. Well, let's um let's let you introduce yourself and kind of talk about how you got into education and ended up at Verina. Okay, wow. Um, so <laughs> this is gosh, year twenty two in public education for me. Um, started right out of college back in nineteen ninety eight. Um, graduated from King's College in Pennsylvania with an undergrad degree in English and a concentration in education. Moved to Virginia because um, it's where my husband and I wanted to live um, and ended up teaching. My first teaching job was at Atley High School, teaching high school English and journalism. Um, I spent eight years there getting national board certification, being department chair, all kinds of different leadership opportunities. Um, and during that time, went to um, the University of Virginia to get a master's in administration supervision. Um, trying to decide what I wanted to do. Initially, I thought, well, I want to be an assistant principal. Um, and at that time, the role of the assistant principal was very much one of management and discipline only, and not really a lot to do with instruction, at least not the not really the role models that I had. Um, and so I thought that I wasn't really ready to leave instruction. And the opportunity came up for me to become the English specialist in Henrico County and stay in instruction and work with teachers and build capacity in teachers. Um, so I did that job. I guess I did that for six years and then decided I really missed being with a staff and, and in a school with kids and went back through the associate principal program that was in place at the time and did that for two years at Pocahontas and then had the opportunity to come to Verina as the principal and have been there for seven years. Wow. Wow. Well, that's, that's quite a journey, and um, we're all pumped to have you at Verina. And I know one thing that I can take from you before we get into the classroom and whatnot, but, um, you know, you pushed me 
as a teacher, you know, with just like lesson planning and, and teacher clarity and how to research in practices. And that's, that's been huge for me as a teacher and it's been helping me educate other teachers as well. So I got to give you a, a shout out and props for that. Well, I appreciate that. And that the instruction stuff has always been my passion. That's always been where my expertise and my passion lie. Um, I can do the management stuff. I, it's fine. I, I don't necessarily and never have loved the discipline part of the job. Um, mm-hmm. That goes for students and adults. You know, I've never, never loved, but it comes with the territory um, as all jobs do. It's a balancing act. Um, but it's definitely been my, my goal over, I mean, the last 22 years to structure myself as an instructional leader and to make sure that I always grow in that way. Well, and that's, that's definitely something you've, you've helped a lot of us at Verina with. And um, what, what are some of the, um, you know, big takeaways you think you've had at Verina with, with the instructional pieces? Oh, so big takeaways. Um, I mean, I would say working with folks, one, working with folks where they are um, and, you know, really trying to build a culture where it's okay to talk about instruction and it's okay to take risks and it's okay to say, I want to do this, but I don't know how. And let me try and please don't get upset with me if it doesn't work. Um, Because teachers are so rightfully so protective of their practice and oftentimes perfectionists and want to, to do things well the first time Um, and just trying to create a culture especially as we're coming out of, of the age of testing so much. And I'm very excited about that. that the focus is going away from that and on to student-based instruction and critical thinking and things like that. Um, you know, getting people to take risks that are away from teaching to a test or, or, you know, strict teaching to standards. Um, and that just, it takes time to develop that culture and trust and, it takes people willing to try and fail and be able to say to others, you're not going to get in trouble if you do that. You're not going to get dinged, whatever, if you do that. Um, so I think that's one. I mean, I think the other one is that instruction has to look different based on the needs and, and background and relationship with your students. Um, curriculum guides are great and they provide a guide and that's what they should be. Um, but it really has to be about knowing your students and knowing what they need in order to make that a relevant experience in the classroom. And, and I love, I love the okay to take risks because, um, you know, you really can't grow as an educator if you're not taking risk and learning from them. Um, is there a specific teacher or, or example, um, that you've helped someone with recently that you would like to talk about? Um, I mean, gosh, so many, I mean, the staff is just so amazing at Verina and so many people are, are just willing to try things. Um, Ashley Johnson, watching Ashley Johnson grow as a a department leader and an instructional department leader and, you know, trying things in her classroom to the point that she's so transparent with the kids that she says, we're trying something new today and I don't know if it's going to work. And because she's built relationships with them and because they you know, they know she cares. They're like, okay, let's do it. Um, and supervising her last year, cause I had the social studies department. Um, she, she took risks during formal observations, things that she had never tried before with the idea of, I'm not, you know, I'm not here to evaluate. I'm here to say, let's talk about how that went, what went well, what's next. 
um, and really trying to build that culture. And you can only take it away so much. As a principal, you can only take mm -hmm. it away so much being the evaluator. But, you know, trying to let people guide their own professional evaluation process and, and not mandating. Of course, there are people that are new or struggling that you have to help, but most folks know what needs to come next in, in their practice, in their teaching practice. And it's saying, let's, let's, let's identify that and let's work on it together. Um, so yeah, Ashley comes to mind immediately. She was immediately set like, yeah, let me, let me try something for the first time ever in front of Celie and see how it goes. Yeah. And, and one thing I love about Ashley trying risk and taking risk is, you know, her and I will just chat randomly on the sidewalk and she's like, Hey, I did this, you know, what do you, what do you think about it? And I'm like, Oh, that sounds good. You know, I, in my health room, I might try something like this. And she's like, Oh, okay. And I might randomly get a text or email. And she's like, that worked or that was a failure. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's great that people try new things and then they're a leader for others to try new things. Yep. Well, let's roll, let's roll into some, I mean, you know, you said you had uh, spent a lot of time at Verina. Yep. What are some of your favorite memories? I know you got tons. I know tons. we could do a whole four hour episode on favorite memories, but what are a couple of your, you know, standout memories or, or favorite things that you uh, just will love and cherish about Verina? I mean, you know, when I came into Verina, accreditation was such a big deal and it, Verina wasn't fully accredited. They weren't accredited in math. And when you're not accredited, that process, that DOE process is grueling and it's insulting and it's painful and it's micromanaging and it, it's hard. You know, it was a perfect storm when I came in because it was it was that piece. And then it was, oh, here's a new person with a new vision and, and all the things that that, you know, I wanted to do as a leader um, and just watching people rise to the occasion of that. Um, over the past seven years, the math department has just grown exponentially. And if you just look at the turnover there, you'd shake your head and go, why? How is this still happening? And, and a lot of it has to do with leadership. Um, you know, the leadership in the math department has been outstanding. And it has never missed a beat from way back to when Shelly Olson had it, to Alyssa Higgins taking it, to Heather Clark taking it now. And, and the guidance that's been provided um, with Cody and, and working with them and their PLC. I mean, that they are the example. When somebody says you want to see how a department works together to make change, you come look at the Verona Mass Department. And they, and within two years, they had the school fully accredited again. And, you know, there was a big celebration wow. around that. And, and their numbers continue to grow in areas that you're just like, nobody else is growing in. Nobody else is growing in the ex ed stuff. And they are because they've made a commitment to changing the way they do business in their classroom. And it's, it's, it certainly hasn't been easy. It's been a struggle. You know, they've made it a student centered classroom with math workshop and just amazing. Um, so that's definitely one. And, you know, there are all those, those fun things that, that make the job rewarding when the basketball team won States, you know, when the football team went to playoffs last year, um, watching kids graduate. Oh my gosh. Every year watching kids graduate and, and watching them for, you know, it, it really was, it was special in the beginning, but it was so special when I got to year four and I had been there the whole yeah. time and seen freshmen grow and, and freshmen who were, you were like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing? And they were just successful, amazing seniors. And you know, that graduation every year, um, Gosh, I could talk to you all day long about about the fun stuff. 
Well, and I, I will say, you know, this is my first graduation class at Verina for kids that I taught the past two years. You know, I might've had a kid or two in my health and PE class, but this is the first year where I had them as 10th graders my first year. So I'm super pumped for the raceway. I know it's not Siegel, but I think it's going to be something special in its own. And, and I'm pumped to seeing them in their cars being decorated, driving around the racetrack and, and loving that full experience. Right. And it, it's, it's such a relaxed experience compared to the formality and the, the kind of intimidation of a formal graduation. You know, I just watch, I just watch the kids shake afraid they're going to walk the wrong way and afraid they're going to trip <laughs> and, you know, trying to get them to enjoy the moment of graduation, but they're so nervous when they walk out and they look around and there's thousands of people. Um, and it's a cool experience, but it's also like, Oh, you're on the stage and people are looking at you. And so this, this very relaxed kind of let your hair down and celebrate what you've accomplished because even though we aren't doing the formal graduation and the pomp and circumstance like they expected it wasn't there, they still did it. They still graduated from high school. And, and that's the start. That's the start of what you need to be successful in life as an adult. So, I, you know, trying to find a way to make sure that they don't discount that accomplishment because there's not the, the pomp and circumstance of a formal graduation. Yeah. And that, that's what I've been telling them too. I'm like, you know, this might be a once in a lifetime thing. And, you know, you getting the chance to be in a, a car and go around the racetrack and, and take a picture at the, the checkered finish line and just have, just have that entire experience. And what I, what's really cool that my, my parents really talked to me about was, you know, they're with their family, right? you know, they're, they're in a car with their family doing this together. I mean, that is an incredible take. Yeah. And just that time in the car, you know, to say, I know it's going to be a little bit of a wait, but just to say, we're here to celebrate you today. And yeah. Have you been, have you been practice waving? The oh flag? my gosh. I mean, no, I had, be, they didn't give me the flag yet. Exhausted. I thought I was going to get to stand in the flag stand. And then I realized how far above the track it is. And it's like, there's no use in me being up there. I won't see anybody. And I want to see them, yeah. you know, cause that's part of my joy at graduation is looking each graduate in the eye and being like, we're proud of you. You know, and the hugs coming across the stage and the thank yous. I mean, just the genuine thank yous that you get in that moment. It's going to make me cry. Yeah. And, and I, I just finished recording Senior Spilling the Tea, and that's going to be coming out the same week your episode is. And, you know, they're all talking about just how incredible Verina is and, and you know, giving you shout outs and other teachers and admin. And I still think we're going to get that special moment. Well, I think so. Um, I also think at the picture, I, you know, I know we can't do a formal presentation of the diploma at the picture. Um, but I also think that that's just an opportunity to be able to see them up close and, you know, to say, oh, my gosh, we're proud of you. This is amazing. Good job. And folks yeah. are signing well, up. Let's, well, I, I'm pumped to, to be there and see it. And and one thing I want to kind of jokingly talk with you about is how many takes did it take for you to record your speech? And I'll go first. Okay. Um, it, it took me. It took me four takes. Um, the first one I fumbled at the very end. I thought I, I was like, yes, one take. And I celebrated too early. And then the, 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 the second two or three of them, uh, they had me kind of read over it a couple pieces and just, I guess, practice it. But that third or fourth one, I think, was when I nailed it. When, when did you nail your speech? Okay, so don't get mad at me. I'm not. I did it in one take. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and so here's, here's – um... Uh, uh, you know, something that I thought about when I was younger, I really thought about going into broadcasting and, and news okay. broadcasting and, and that kind of, and I 
I don't have a fear of doing that. Um, the only thing that gets me sometimes, and it didn't this time because I wasn't live. When I'm live doing the speech, I'm a very emotional person. Um, and okay. the emotion gets me sometimes and gets, it, it gets caught and I have to stop myself and reset. Sometimes when I'm speaking live at graduation, um, the, the, the pomp and circumstance theme gets me when I'm walking in, I could cry my eyes out if I didn't stop. Um, and <laughs> I'm just an emotional person about that kind of stuff. Um, but no, I did it. I did it in one take. Well, I'm, I'm proud of you. I, I got to joke with the other admin later and figure out their tips. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe um, you'll see it and be like, well, Celie, you should have tried again. You know, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I doubt it. I'm excited to see the videos, though. It's going to be really cool to, like, like, see how they put it together and see the senior speakers and see all of us talking and, and just seeing how well the video gets put together. I'm Yeah, so I mean, it's such a big undertaking, and, and folks who don't, who don't know about TV services and the work that they do at, at Henrico. I mean, this is huge for them to be doing this for nine high school, nine comprehensive schools, um, AVR, and they're doing some similar stuff, but not the same for the ACE centers. I mean, it's just such a huge undertaking to pull off in about a month. Oh yeah. Um, so let's um, kind of spill the tea as to what you do well at Verina since your past seven years here and, and you can talk about other things you've done well, but what are some things that you can hang your hat on and say, you know, I'm really good at this. Let's spill the tea on that. Um, I mean, I, I think I'm really good at in, instructional leadership and, and looking at instruction and saying, let's try this. Let's tweak that. Let's have you thought about this. Here's a resource for that. Um, getting folks to think outside the box on some stuff to look at, to look at best practices and literature that's out there. Um, I think I'm, I'm good at organizing things um, and making sure that things go, you know, that happen that are supposed to happen um, and getting information mm -hmm. out to folks in a timely manner. That's as timely as it can be. Um, I think I'm good at being visible. I think that, you know, the challenge of that changes from year to year and times that I've been pulled off campus for meetings and things like that. But, and being at events and, and cheering and genuinely being proud of our students for the work that they do in, in those different things. Yeah, no. And I, and I would agree with that. I mean, I know you get pulled off campus to, to do all kinds of things, but you know, when you are on campus, you are, you are out and about and that instructional leadership piece, as we talked about before, uh, I couldn't agree anymore. Um, you know, you, you bring it a hundred percent every day with that. Um, what are some, you know, for the listeners out there, whether they're teachers or, you know, administrators or whatnot that are kind of into education and PL over the summer, what are some maybe books or, or podcasts or PL stuff that you'd recommend? For well, them? I mean, you know, I'm going to say Robin Jackson. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Robin Jackson <laughs> has just changed my life from the first time that I saw her in person. I think it was three or four years ago, um, at a conference in California where she was talking about, um, you know, self-reflection, filming your classroom and doing self-reflection and bringing that back and, and getting folks to take the risk of, of filming and talking to people about it. Not administrators, not submitting it for evaluation, but just re self-reflection um, on how things are going. Um, so, I mean, her work is just amazing. And it's, it, it's kind of frustrating with her that there's some stuff that's in her books. And then there's some stuff that she puts out through podcasts that unless you're willing to like pay for the workshop, which is ungodly expensive, you can't get yeah. her stuff. 
Um, so that's kind of frustrating. And I've, we've had the, the fortune in Henrico County to work with her for the past year in person and get some of that stuff because we paid the workshop fee. Um, mm-hmm. But she just, her, her understanding of, of how to impact instruction in a positive, supportive way is, is just amazing. Um, I think her, you know, her stuff is good. If you're going to be a principal or an assistant principal, the Cafele books, the Cafele books are just down and dirty. What you need to do as an administrator and, and how you get yourself out there and, and start off on the right foot. Um, anybody who's looking to transition into a position, um, in 90 day, it's 90 day, something, um, 90 days, you know, your first 90 days. Um, and yeah. having a plan of literally planning, what is that going to look like? Oh yeah. The first 90 days by Michael Watkins. Um, what is that going to look like? You know, what, what is that? How are you going to have a plan to transition and not just be like, I'm here. What's next? Um, you know, mm-hmm. have, have a plan for that. Um, at the same time, I would say reading young adult literature. And I know that that's going to sound weird, but reading what the kids are reading, reading what, um, reading books that you could suggest to kids as you're talking with them, you know, knowing the, knowing the, the culture and the, the needs of the school and reading stuff. Um, Slay, if nobody has read, if you haven't read Slay, um, the author's name is Morris. An amazing book uh, about a high school, a black high school girl who creates a, a video game and it causes a, a murder to happen in another, in another oh, wow. state. And, and just the very raw emotion um, when she's put on blast for this. Um, and it is, you know, her friends don't know, her parents don't know, nobody knows that she's creator of the video game. And it's just amazing. And just the technical stuff that the author writes about, I was like, oh, girl, you know more about script, you know, writing a, a amazing. <laughs> but she gets right at the at the issues of racism and things like that. That book is amazing. And I actually tweeted at her and told her how good it was. And she tweeted back at me. So that was pretty cool. Brittany oh, that Morris. Is cool. Her name's Brittany Morris. Very cool. Well, I, I was going to open up with this and I just kind of forgot, um, but I wanted to share with you a funny story um, that involved my hire at Verina. And I might've told you this or whatnot, but you know, I transferred from Tuckahoe to Verina and you uh, worked with and are good friends with the yes. principal at Tuckahoe and um, you know, prepping for my interview. She was like, you know, she, you know, you better be prepared for the seal. Uh, she's not intimidating whatsoever, but you better be prepared in the interview. So like I, I was super prepared. I did everything. Um, I forget who called me to tell me if I got the job. I don't know if it was Tracy or whatnot, but I, I accepted when I got the call and that was on a Friday. And then Monday rolls around and we're doing our grade level pep rallies, our pride rallies. And I was like, I got to tell, I got to tell uh, Miss Green today, but I just don't know when, cause I don't want to tell her before one of these things. So like first one happened, I try to go find her. I can't find her. Second one happens. I call her on the walkie. I want to tell her can't tell her and we're, we are about to start the third pep rally and she comes up to me and she goes i know you accepted congratulations you know good luck and i was like oh thank <laughs> goodness um i was so i was so scared you know to tell her that i was i was leaving because you know she yeah. helped me so much with starting my journey and you know you've been so supportive of me you know continuing my journey and um you know it, it was just funny she was like you better be prepared <laughs> 
And I was like, I got you. I got you. And so going into the interview, I was, I felt really good. Um, and then I've just learned that from you as just like a leadership trait is like, you always got to be prepared for any situation for any encounter and do your best. Yeah. In those yeah. I mean, that's, that's totally the military kid in me. That's I was raised by yeah. a military <laughs> man. And, and that's, I mean, that's the, that's, you know, I've had to learn to soften that over time. Um, I, I still have to be very conscious of my facial expressions because I wear everything on my face. Um, and, and, you know, that's something that I have had to learn is, you know, I've had really good friends who've been able to say, girl, fix your face. And, and even my boys <laughs> now, my, my own boys have gotten to the point where we'll be in a situation and my oldest, especially will go, mom, fix your face. It's like, okay. Um, cause I just wear, it all comes out immediately. Um, if I'm, if I'm bothered by something or upset by something or don't like something it comes out way faster than my expressions of, of joy and, and happiness. And, you know, those don't come out as easily, which I, which I'm working on. Mm -hmm. I got you. Well, speaking of your oldest, um, I know, you know, most of your, of the listeners out here know you know, you're, um, you know, a number one fan of your boys and, and a oh, baseball gosh. mom and, you know, spill, spill the tea on like, the similarities and differences of Principal Sealy and Baseball Mom. Well, a funny story for you. My boys have something called the Principal Walk. Um, and they okay. have had the advantage of growing up at Verina. Um, Carson is 14. So when I started, he was seven. Anderson is nine. Mm -hmm. When I started, he was two. So Anderson does not know mom other than as a principal. Carson remembers oh, wow. mom a little bit as the associate principal, but neither of them knew me as a teacher, um, which I have both, you know, I have both joys and regrets about that. Um, but uh -huh. they have principal walk. And so when they have seen me, you know, in, in school situations, maybe games or whatever, where I've had to hurry to something, um, they're like, oh, principal walk is on. Here she comes. Um, so they, you know, <laughs> they very often will go into their principal walk to, you know, try to make me mad or get under my skin or make me laugh. Um, and <laughs> I, you know, I am a very vocal baseball mom um, to the point where I have had to step back at times. Um, my husband and I have both been asked to tone ourselves at times. <laughs> um, so baseball mom sits down the line as far as she can, because I don't really have a filter. Um, and that, you know, that there was, there was a time when I was at a game and didn't have a filter and Carson came over to the fence and looked at me and said, shut up. And I was, and the, oh, the wow. referee heard him and he walked over, the umpire walked over to him and said, son, if you need a ride home tonight, I got you. And this guy is great. He's just <laughs> popped up all over the place in these games. And he remembers that. And, and he's like, but Carson was like, you're done. You're, and, and from that point on, I was like, I got to get some perspective here. Um, so I'm very, you know, a, I'm, I think I'm passionate in both jobs. I'm definitely much more professional as a principal than I am as a baseball mom. For sure. Um, but I, so I watch myself. Sometimes it comes out at sporting events at school, like at football and basketball um, it's much harder at basketball because people can hear you and it lasts not this past season, but the season before when we were at a, an away game and it wasn't going well for us because of the behavior of the other team. Um, 
I, I lost my mind in the middle of it. And some parents heard me and said, thank you. Thank you for supporting us. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Did you hear that? Okay. Hope I didn't say anything bad. Um, but that, that passion when things are wrong, you know, comes out and I, I have to watch myself with it. But it's also, it's also pride, you Very know, cool. they're, I, I love to watch them play. Um, and the, you know, the older one especially is now at an age where he just has to do his own thing and I can't get involved in it. Mm-hmm. And you got to like, wait like an hour or two. I remember as a kid, I told my dad, I was like, I need you to wait an hour or two after right. win or loss before you tell me anything about my, you know, performance. Like you can compliment me. That's fine. I'll hear it. But like, if you're going to correct something, like I want to know. Yeah, yeah, you have to have that understanding with your with your kid of how that feedback is going to come, and and something you know something that I did transfer from my principalship and that I that I ask both of them all the time is what feedback did you get today? I don't want to know whether your coach praised you or I want to know what feedback you got to make yourself better. And it took them a long time to learn how to answer that question, Um, and now they 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 expect it and they're like, well, here's what they said I need to work on. Good, because I'm glad you were listening for the feedback and not just the praise. Yeah, that and that's that's a wonderful lesson to learn as a as a young teenager, you know, young child playing a sport or doing anything. Um, well, we're at the point of the show now where it, you can kind of give some shout outs. I know the list is is you know going to be long, and you can kind of shout out who you need and feel, but. Um, keep it generic, go specific, whatever you want to oh, do. Oh, cool. Gosh, we could be here all afternoon. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have, I, I have tried to say this as much as I possibly can. The staff of Verina is just amazing. Um, I don't believe that there's anybody who comes there without the best intentions for kids every single day, who, who works hard, who, who does, you know, they do, everybody there does the best they know how to do. Um, from the custodial staff to the support staff, to the teachers, to the administrators, it, it, it is a, a really special place. And until you get to the privilege of being a part of it, you just don't know. You just don't know what a special place it is. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the people that I work closest with are one, my admin team. And I am really thankful for, for the team. Um, they just, all bring different talents and abilities to, to our team. And I think that's what, what makes us so dynamic. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm thankful for their endless work. Um, Tracy, you know, Tracy had my back from day one and does so much for me um, that folks never see. Um, and I know everybody loves her, but working with her one-on-one, working with Ruth one-on-one, um, you know, their, their money is one of those things that will get you fired in a hot second as a principal. And Ruth is relentless in her protection of me, um, and takes a beating sometimes for it. Um, she really does, <laughs> but, but is passionate and knows her job really well. Um, and you know, there's always going to be policy and procedure and politics that, interfere with what a school wants to do, what teachers want to do, what people want to do. You know, it's, in some ways it's good. It's what keeps you honest. And in some ways it's bureaucracy that gets in your way. And it's always been a balance of, of figuring out how to balance that. Um, And I think probably the hardest thing 
about being a principal is what you can and cannot share in given situations. And so there are times when you Mm -hmm. have to sit back and let people think what they think and it's wrong. It's dead wrong. And you can't correct it. Whether it's on social media, whether it's within the staff, whether, whether it's your friends outside of school, you know, whatever it is, you can't get on Facebook and be like, let me tell y'all how it works. You can't because of policy, because of privacy, because whatever it is, that is not a luxury that you have as a building leader. And, and that's hard sometimes because you hear people saying things that are wrong and you, and you want to be able to tell them the whole, the whole story and you can't. And, and even if you did, they might not understand. Um, so I think that has, has been the biggest struggle is trying to find a way for folks to understand that I've, you know, I come every day to the job to do what's best by kids. And there are hard choices that mm-hmm. need to be made in that sometimes and unpopular choices that need to be made in that. And as, as a building level leader, when the buck stops with you as the principal, when it's all going to come back on you, if you aren't willing to take that and deal with that privately, then the job is not for you because you're not going to be able to stand up in front of a faculty meeting and correct everybody's misunderstandings of what happened in, in sensitive situations. And you just, you have to have an outlet for it. You have to have colleagues that understand it, that are not in your building that you can talk to. You have to have friends that, that you can talk to a spouse that you can talk to. Um, so that, you know, my shout out has to include my family. You know, they absolutely. They've been amazing. They've been amazing. And we, you know, we, we appreciate and shout out you and your family as well, because, um, you know, during this, you know, entire run you've had, and, and at least I can only speak to my three years, um, you know, you, you've helped grow and develop me as a leader and you've taught me a lot of life lessons. Um, but also, you know, you gave me the opportunity to be introduced to your, to your family at Verina and your family that, you know, is your family. And so um, I do appreciate you introducing me to the Verina family as well, because as you said, it's, it's an incredible place with incredible staff members. Uh, Some, some one of the kind and, you know, every staff member out there gets a shout out because we couldn't make this, that place so special without Mm -hmm. everyone's hundred. And, you know, through the years, people have said, I just don't know how you do it. I don't know why you do it. I don't, I can't imagine. And it's just, it's a labor of love. And if it's not, then you can't work in public education right now. It's certainly not for money and it's certainly not for fame and glory. You know, (laughs) it's, it has to be a labor of love and and it has changed. The job has changed and continues to change. Um, And you have to be willing to grow and change with it um, and let people help you do that and recognize that even as a leader, you don't have all the answers. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it is bittersweet. I hate that it's ending without seeing everybody, um, you know, without seeing all the kids, without seeing all the staff members, certainly not how I ever imagined that my tenure would come to a close. Um, but it's been amazing. It has been the best and the hardest experience of my life. 
Well, you, you know, you know, you're still always going to be family. And when we, you know, you have a free day or, or God forbid, a free one hour at your job next year, swing on by, eat lunch with us and, you know, Absolutely. make those connections. And Absolutely. Well, I, I really want to thank you uh, for coming on and, and spilling the tea and being a part of this. I know we've been kind of going yes, back and I forth appreciate a while your flexibility. You are, well, you, you know, you're, you're trying to be the leader of, of closeout. So I'm certainly willing to be flexible to get you on uh, for the last episode of season one. And, um, you know, I know the listeners are going to get, going to love to be able to. Well, I appreciate and, and the opportunity. And this, this has just been a really cool way um, for the community to connect with staff members. So I thank you for doing this. Well, I do appreciate it. And, you know, shameless plug I've had, I've had, <sighs> I think way more fun doing this than what people are going to get listening because I, I get a new story from every person. I, I get to selfishly connect with every interview um, and I've just loved it. It's, it's helped bridge that gap. Um, and so anybody out there who wants to be on season two or three, reach out. Yeah, to me don't, and we'll, don't be afraid. We'll get you on, but I cool. Really well, thank you. Thank you for including me. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we will be in touch soon, but, you know, just thank you so much for your leadership over the past seven years. And with me, the well, past, I appreciate three. that. You are very welcome. And that concludes season one of Staffelty Spilling the Tea. I want to thank all my guests out there for spilling the tea as to what they do well in schools and how they can help other educators be the best educators they can be. And I want to thank you, the listener out there, for tuning in and whether you're just trying to get a little entertainment, connect with your colleagues, learn about how incredible Verina is. I want to appreciate the listens, the downloads, the likes, and all the feedback you've given me. We have gone over 1,000 downloads and listens. That is absolutely incredible, and I thank you all so much. So until next time, peace. Marching Blue Devils, carry us out.